Welcome to your morning edition of this sports podcast, Sore Loser. I am your host, DeAndre Johnson. We have a lot to get into about the Super Bowl performance between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Francisco 49ers. As most of the world know that the Kansas City Chiefs are the reigning Super Bowl champion for the first time in 50 years. They defeated the San Francisco 49ers 31-20. Let's get into the scoring summary. 49ers was the first team to put points on the board with a Robbie Gold 38-yard field goal. At the end of the first quarter, after the Chiefs had went for it on fourth down and inches, converted on the fourth down, and again on fourth down to go, Patrick Mahomes did a quarterback option, kept the ball, and scored with a one-yard run. Second quarter, Harrison Bucker had put the Chiefs up by 31-yard field goal. Second quarter, the... Um, 49ers had tied the game up with a great play action pass by Jimmy Garoppolo to Kyle Uchis for 15 yards. Tied game, 10-10. And the third quarter, for the second half, Rob Go had a 2-yard field goal, uh, put the 49ers up 13-10. And the next possession, Raheem Moster took the 49ers down the field and scored a 1-yard run. Put the 49ers up by 10, 2010. Things look good for the 49ers. They had a 96% chance of winning this game. Fourth quarter came around. Patrick Mahomes threw an interception with 10 minutes and some change left in the fourth quarter. At that point, you know, the 49ers' chances of winning the game had risen. At six minutes and 13 seconds left, Travis Kelsey was found in the end zone with a one yard. Touchdown reception thrown by Patrick Mahomes and City within three, 20-17. Damian Williams, a great play action call by Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy with a five-yard touchdown pass from Mahomes to Damian Williams. And Damian Williams just kept it off with a 38-yard run with a minute and 12 seconds left. And there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Kansas City Chiefs is your Super Bowl champion of the 2019-2020 season. I want to give a special shout-out to K-State HD TV, KHDB 91.9 FM, everybody in Manhattan, Kansas, Johnson County, uh, Raleigh County. I know you guys is going to be celebrated for a long time. Five years ago, the Royals did it for um, the Kansas City, Kansas, and Missouri teams. Well, fans, excuse me. And also... That the Chiefs, that you could say that there are more Chiefs fans than Royals fans. I think people in Kansas and Missouri, they really love the Chiefs more than they love the Royals. It's not a big difference, but it's it's pretty close. Uh, however, you know, the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl is, I think it's a little bit more special than the Royals. Uh, granted that the Royals, they have not made the playoffs until that year. In 2015, I want to say, or 2014, they have won the um, World Series. And that was something very special. And the way they got there to the World Series and won it, it, it was great to watch. Real great. Just going, going over this game, man. This game, you ask who won it and who lost it. Did the Chiefs win it or did the 49ers lose this game? 49ers lost this game. 
I don't care what team you're going up against. I don't care what team you are. When you're up by 10 points in the Super Bowl in the fourth quarter, you know that your strength is the running game. And all the old school coaches will tell you that what's most important for a team to keep the lead is to have a strong running game. Defense. People can come here and say, like, well, the defense gave up 20 points in the last six minutes and 13 seconds. That's true, but you got to play complimentary football with your offense and your defense. Therefore, Shanahan did not do that. Shanahan, the last, I'm going to say like the last eight plays, he threw the ball five times compared to three runs. And, uh, yes, I'll say during during the time when they had got the interception, 10 minutes and like 12 seconds left, they got the second interception off of Patrick Mahomes. The next eight plays, he threw the ball five times. He ran the ball on first down two times in a row. Second and third down, he just passed the ball. So Cal Shanahan went back to his old ways, losing the lead in the fourth quarter by the ball. I don't know why, but that was not smart. Especially reports all week long about Jimmy Garoppolo not being trusted by Cal But with these new age offensive-minded coaches, for some reason, they have to feel like they got to prove something. Instead of going out there and be coached to win the game. But you don't get extra points for style. You don't get points for the way you win the game. All we know is that did you win the game or did you lose the game? That's all really matters. And we can sit here as analysts and commentators say that, you know, wow, this person you know, threw for this many yards or you know, rushed for this many yards and all that stuff. But in the Super Bowl, where it matters the most, all they care about is winning losses. We don't care about pretty much how you got it done. But we will talk about how you lost the game. And Cal Shanahan just, you know, went back to his old way. His last seven possession in the fourth quarter of the Super Bowl, including his time with the Atlanta Falcons as the offense coordinator. He has been outscored 46-0. to Last two Super Bowl appearances, including yesterday, he did not score a single point in the fourth quarter. Pass the ball, as I mentioned, pass the ball five times out of eight plays after Patrick Mahomes threw his second interception. Going back to the first half, he did not even call a timeout during the two-minute drill until great pass a catch made by the um, Roppo to Jimmy Wilson. 49ers to the midfield. And I think that was a BS pass interference call on George Kittle the next play when George Kittle had made a great catch. It was a great throw by Jimmy G. It was also a great catch by Kittle who, who had got the 49ers into field goal range. Increased the lead. Well, had took the lead at halftime. We've been 13-10. Reception has stand. However, though, we just still here just talking about the fourth quarter. In the fourth quarter, you know, the, the 49ers run game has been Period. By far, they 
any other team. Well, let me take that back. They've been a little bit more superior than the Tennessee Titans in the postseason running the ball. And you did not stick to your gun. You did not stick to your strength. And this is what drives me crazy about analytics, about the numbers game, and about these new age offensive-minded coaches that they don't read they don't really take the time and look at and what's working for them, what got them there. They got to make that imprint of this is the reason why the owner or the GM hired me. Like, put up this many points to make this quarterback look. And so, therefore, I'm going to do that instead of going out there and trying to act win the game. Do what's working. What was working for the 49ers was run game, 22 rushes. 141 yards. That's an average of 6.4 yards per carry. The Kansas City Chiefs rush defense ranks 26 in the league. And Tyron Matthew has said it at the end of the game. He said, thank God they start running the football. And when the best defensive player on that team says that, man, that's a lot to say about Manhattan. His play calling. He coached scare. No doubt about it. He coached scare. He coached scare from the two minute drill in the first half, all the way up to the fourth quarter. End of the fourth quarter. And you could say that the um, defense had emptied up. The run game was going great again in the third quarter. In the fourth quarter, though, he just like went away with it and tried to win it with um, Jimmy G. This stuff against Garoppolo. I don't care if he threw the ball only versus the Packers and probably only what? Antons versus the Vikings. I don't care about that because when it comes down to postseason, you know your strength and you're going to do whatever it takes to win the ball game. You're not trying to make a point and prove a point that I could win with my quarterback. That's why I seem to emphasize, ladies and gentlemen, that. Quarterback is not the most important position on the field. It's not. It's the most popular position, and there's the difference between being the most important and being the most popular. The most important position is the offensive line, and the 49ers had a better offensive line. The 49ers offensive line showed up, and they only gave up one sack, and the run game averaged 6.4 yards per carry. So with a 10-point lead, I don't give a damn. Run the ball three straight times. This is the point. This is the time where you do go out there and you run the ball and you milk the clock. And you put the pressure on that Kansas City offense. Yes, they got high-powered offense, but they are human too. And this is something that my high school football coach was telling me all the time. He said, like, they over there put on their shoulder pads the same way you put your shoulder pads on. They put their pants on one leg at a time the same way that you do. They strap up. They put their helmet. They bleed like us. What you afraid of them for? Why, why are you concerned? Why are you afraid? You go out there and do your thing. You play. So therefore, like if you did strike fear in Patrick Mahomes, what do you do? You try to keep the ball out his hands. That's what you do. You got a 10-point lead. Your defense, you should have helped them out. And like, okay, I'll try to miss a clock, run the ball, give them Patrick Mahomes less time to... Um, make plays to get back in this game and get my defense, you know, a little bit more of a breather. But that 
wasn't the case last night. That's what had frustrated me because we all knew that any given day, more times than not, the 49ers would beat the Kansas City Chiefs. But on this particular night last night, Kyle Shanahan choke. Choke once again. He's a primary play caller. And it even stings a little bit more because you're the head coach. And everybody wants to talk about, you know, being Mike's son, this and that. You know, Mike Shanahan helps out a lot with the game plan. When it's game time, it's up to Cal. And Mike don't have to deal with that. We'll have, would Mike Shanahan call a better recording than Cal Shanahan? Most definitely. Because Mike Shanahan, honestly, he's like one of the um, pioneers of the zone running scheme. That had work and helped John Elway resurrect his Hall of Fame career, winning his last two Super Bowls, his last two years in the league because of that running game. And Shanahan, for some reason, old man, like, like I said, man, like majority of these offensive minded coaches, man, they're not really real head coaches. They are just office coordinator or position coaches at best. Like, you're just lucky that you have um, such talent. On your squad, it just, it, it just you know kind of disappointing because I hate to see teams lose games the way the 49ers did. I just hate it because like instead of keeping the game simple, it's it's a kid game. All majority of the sports are kids game, and what we do, how we teach the sport, we teach the sport by breaking it down simple. But everybody gotta you know. Be all high tech, use all these analytic and numbers and all that stuff instead of this is the Super Bowl. We have about 10. We're going to keep it basic as our founding fathers have made it. Our founding fathers of this game of football are going to keep it basic by running the ball, booking the time off, getting our defense, you know, good breather so they could be a little bit more fresher going out there and trying to defend that speed that Kansas City has. So, enough about Cal Shanahan. Let's go ahead and give some credit to Andy Reid. And Andy Reid is the longest tenure football head coach that haven't won a Super Bowl until last night. This season marked Andy Reid's 21st year as the head coach of a NFL football team. And he got his first football Super Bowl victory. And credit to Andy Reid. Andy Reid called one hell of a game. I think um, a lot of the um, scoring possessions that they had last night, it was a great play call. And the San Francisco defense, they gave their all. They had sacked Patrick Mahomes four times and got two interceptions. Patrick Mahomes wasn't looking all that great in the third quarter. And then with six, then with like, I would say like, um, like seven minutes left, in the game, Patrick Mahomes, it was not a great throw. He actually underthrew Tyreek Hill, but it was, it was that wide open where Patrick Mahomes took a level step drop, digging man, plant his feet, and just fling the football and underthrew Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill caught for a 44-yard reception. And that was a blown coverage because, once again, you're not playing disciplined football. Emmanuel Mosley, like you went and tried to go inside 
and try to take over Sammy Watkins, but you got to play your zone, and your zone is third, outside third. That's your zone. So why the hell did you go towards Sammy Watkins when you got Tyree Hill passing you up? That doesn't make any sense. Just don't guess. Play your position. Play your part. But he did it, and that's how Tyree Hill got wide open. And Patrick Mahomes, he hadn't made some courageous play. He continued to fire, as Andy Reid has stated in the press conference. He continued to go. And that's all you could ask for by Patrick Mahomes. And we also got to give credit to Damian Williams and Eric Bieniemy. Eric Bieniemy knew that they're going to have to run the ball. We cannot sit here and just, you know, beat 80 pass and 20 run. They ran the ball effectively. They averaged over four and a half yards per carry, which all you really could ask for by your running game is average, you know, that amount. And Damian Williams, to his credit, he had 17 carries, 104 yards, and a rushing touchdown, and also a receiving touchdown. So Damian Williams, um, in my opinion, he's actually the real MVP of the Super Bowl because we all knew about the receiving core and Patrick Mahomes. But I say in case he's going to have a chance to win this game, they need to control the clock. And Damian Williams, their starting running back, he's going to have to be effective. And he was more than just effective. Like, once again, he had 17 carries, 104 yards, one rushing touchdown. In a passing game, he was pretty good, as usual. He has four catches for 29 yards and a touchdown. And he's the first player in Super Bowl history to have 100 rushing yards and a receiving touchdown and a rushing touchdown. The first player ever in Super Bowl history. And that should be rewarded for a Super Bowl MVP. And on top of that, the game was not over yet. The game was not over yet once the um, Chiefs got the ball back with less than two minutes left. And Damian Williams had took off and put the nail in the coffin with a 38-yard run that just sealed the deal for the Chiefs. He should have got Super Bowl MVP instead of Patrick Mahomes. But Patrick Mahomes is a household name. I get it. But you look back at that game, ladies and gentlemen, you could say Damian Williams was the MVP of the um, Super Bowl. Other supporting cast member, including Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill finished off with nine receptions, 105 yards. Travis Kelsey had six receptions, 43 yards, and a touchdown. And for the 49ers side, Debo Samuel. Debo Samuel is going to be very special. He's 5'11", 215 pounds. Like he's built like a running back, a play receiver. He had three carries for 53 yards, but only two catches and 32 yards. In the game, and we wish that he got more involved in the fourth quarter because involving Debo Samuels was actually working for the San Francisco 49ers. And of course, you know, with their quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo, Jimmy Garoppolo was actually having him a pretty decent game up to the fourth quarter where his coach failed him and did not protect him. Jimmy Garoppolo went 13 of 14 in the play action. But he missed some key throws down the stretch. He missed George Kittle on a third down and five play where George Kittle was wide open in the middle. But for some reason, like majority of the quarterbacks in this league, they um they are one-read quarterbacks. They do not go through their progression. And I don't understand how your best receiver, you didn't look his way first. <laughs> and the next um, play... Well, next possession, excuse me, where they were down 24 to 20. And you have 
Emmanuel Sanders beat the secondary and maybe pressure was coming their way, but Jimmy Garoppolo got to make that throw. If he make that throw on that post route ran by Emmanuel Sanders, then we'll be having a whole different story about Jimmy Garoppolo being clutch and making one more throw than Patrick Mahomes. But instead, he overthrew Emmanuel Sanders. Emmanuel Sanders is no slouch when it comes to speed. He's maybe the fastest player, well, except for Marquise Goodwin, who did not play in this game. He's the fastest receiver that they have on this team. And in the fourth quarter overall, Jimmy Garoppolo went 3 for 12, 36 yards, and an interception with a QBR of 3. And speaking of QBR, everybody wants to talk about how Patrick Mahomes find Tyree Hill for 44 yards. Well, Patrick Mahomes throughout this season on third down and 15 or more, he have a QBR of 99.1. So that's amazing uh, by a quarterback such as Patrick Mahomes. But going forward, can the Chiefs be a dynasty? No, because in the game of football, I think it's very hard. I think their defense is still average at best. I think, once again, Cal Shanahan made their job much easier in the fourth quarter. <laughs> once again, Tyron Matthews said, thank God they stopped running the football. You still got the Baltimore Ravens. You got the Pittsburgh Steelers, who I think they will get back on track because they have a great coach. You still have... Um, I would say the New England Patriots to some extent. Maybe in the next year or two, Belichick will find his quarterback. I really do believe in Jared Stidham. He's got to get coached up like everybody else. But I believe that he got all the tools to be a starting quarterback in this league. He just had to be coached up, which in New England, you're not going to get anything less than that. Then on the NFC side, we don't know if Seattle is going to provide Russell Wilson enough weapons, not necessarily on the offensive end, but their secondary band. Like, it, they, they don't get like a, a two, three year window with Russell Wilson playing at an elite level to win another Super Bowl. You also got, I want to say the Saints because Drew Brees may just play one more year and he's gone. Maybe he will, maybe he will retire in March. Who knows? You go somewhere and think about Aaron Rodgers, but I don't see that happening because I think the Chicago Bears, they're going to have to redeem themselves. Most definitely, it was an inexcusable season for Matt Nagy and the way he called plays. Then you also got to think about the Minnesota Vikings who pride themselves on defense with Mike Zimmer as a head coach, and he's not going to um, you know, take a back seat to anybody. And I'm pretty sure that he felt like he could have beaten the 49ers in that playoff game, but his team didn't really show what to play, particularly their run defense, which he's going to make some adjustments, some improvement for sure. But going forward, I just hope people just like learn mistakes about other people. And that's a key thing in life. You've got to learn mistakes from others, people. Because you've you seen it with Sean McVay versus the Patriots in the Super Bowl. Kyle Shanahan been through this plenty of times. Not plenty of times, but once before in the Super Bowl as an offense coordinator. you got to stick to what's working and got to know the game of football and just keep it simple as that. If I'm going to lose the game... I'm going to lose going down with my best player and my best strength. 
I'm not going to try something here and do something out of the box or try and do something different just to prove a point or just to try to outsmart the defense. I'm going to go with my strength. You know what my strength is and you know it's coming. Can you stop it? And far as the strength, that strength was the San Francisco running game. 22 rushes, 141 yards, 6 point yards per carry. I cannot emphasize that enough. And why did they win away with that? Why they was passing the ball on second down or even on third down? I don't know why. Because that run game with them big boys out there leading the blocks, they could gash out for 10, 15 yards on any given play. On other note, the Super Bowl halftime show, it was a great halftime show. Uh, I'm not too much familiar with the songs by Shakira, maybe just like a couple songs by her. And also J-Lo, which more American fans are more familiar with J-Lo. She had a great performance. And I did not know that was her little cute daughter that was out there performing on stage with her. And it was an interesting message uh, towards the U.S. government. Not just only President Trump, but the U.S. government all have you know, their hands on it when it comes to deportation and have these um, these um, children, particularly um, Mexican kids, separated in cages from their parents. That's not right. And also with Jay-Z, Jay-Z was uh, hired to be the director of halftime shows and doing public PSA. Halftime show, he did a great job. I mean, the halftime, well, the Super Bowl was in Miami. And of course, Miami, if you haven't been, you know that it's predominantly Latin there. And they did a great job performing putting together the um, best young and old acts of Latin music out there, such as Shakira and J-Lo, and also Bad Bunny and J Balvin. Uh, it was a great performance overall. I was impressed. But however, when it comes to the PSA, only seen two, and they ran one of them only once last night. One was the um, Anquan Bowden, it featured Inquan Bowden, and it was talking about, you know, the social injustice. That was the only commercial I saw yesterday uh, during the um, Super Bowl. And also the one that did play a little bit more was the A.D. Jackson, how he was um, out there, you know, volunteering and being a mentor to um, young kids in um, Chicago. And those were, like, the only two I really saw. And, like... I don't know. Like I said, like we we, we gave it time. It, it kind of like, you know, blown over throughout this NFL season. But yet, though, like when they had shown his face and I had something I thought about, like, OK, what did he actually do? That did he actually say he was going to do what he said he's going to do? And for the most part, he did not. So you already know what his interest is. There's no no excuse. There is no justification for that it is what it is you know you are multi-millionaire multi-billionaire whatever and um you look out for yourself but you will use others to get what you want and that's always been the case with jay-z and you know i'm a believer that one man should not be in awe of another man but that's what a lot of you fans are when it comes to JC, you are in awe of him, so you think that he don't do no wrong, and you think he's showing you a way of how to 
actually be self-made and, you know, make the most out of yourself when it comes to the business side of things. And if you actually read for all these track records, like a lot of um, multi-millionaires, not all of them, but a lot of them, they basically made their money off the backs of others. So to me, though, like Biggie will always be better. Tupac will always be a better rapper. And even in a lot of his songs, he, a lot of his songs, some of his most memorable lyrics on a lot of his songs came from the um, lyrics of Notorious B.I.G. and Big L, which a lot of you young listeners do not know of. Big L was um, one of the uh, most popular artists, most popular rapper coming out of New York. And Jay-Z, you know, took a lot of his um, lyrics and, you know, remix it and make his own. And I understand that you could say like, oh, well, artists do this, you know, a lot nowadays. I'm like, yeah, but it's not creativity. So, I mean, if you're not original, if you're not really that creative, then I cannot sit here and see you as one of the best. One of the best got to be, you know, somebody that's like one in a million. But that's another topic for another day when it comes to that music side and come to, um, you know, Jay-Z and his appearance and all that stuff. But it was a great Super Bowl. Uh, I enjoy it for the most part. Again, I just hate to see how the 49ers had lost that game. That game, you know, that was, it was, it was a wrap. It was a wrap. But, you know, the play called Cal Shanahan, and I'm pretty sure that he won't try to take the most responsibility for it. But there's no excuse. And everybody that knows football and know NFL, that getting back to the Super Bowl is definitely not guaranteed. Getting to the Super Bowl even one time is definitely not guaranteed. So for Cal Shanahan to be there twice in the past, I won't say the past five years, and you lose in a similar fashion, in both Super Bowl appearance, that's that's you know that's heartbroken. That's heartbreaking. So my time is up, ladies and gentlemen. I'm glad that you are listening and liking this podcast. If you want to follow me on Twitter, you can follow me at Dr. Media. You can also find me on Facebook, the Andre Johnson. You could find this podcast on Spotify, Apple, Google, Overcast, Apple iTunes. You can find it on Anchor, which I'm basically doing this podcast on on Anchor platform. It's a good, it's a good um podcast platform actually for many of the new users. So once again, congratulations to the Kansas City Chiefs for winning the Super Bowl. Congratulations to Andy Reid for his first Super Bowl. It took him a while. But he actually done it. And trust me, I'll leave you with this. Don't be surprised if Andy Reid retire in the next few weeks and Eric Bianami will be promoted as a head coach. And I'll leave that to you guys. You guys stay blessed. Have a great week.